0: If I asked you to finish the sentence, Christmas is, how would you finish it? Let me hear some suggestions. Just Is Jesus? Is what? Fun, yes, it's fun. Christmas is tomorrow. Christmas is exciting. Christmas might mean peace. Christmas might mean joy. Christmas might mean light in a very special way, we think about that. I wanna finish it for you in just this way tonight and just share a couple minutes with you and then we're, then we're gonna do this candlelight service that hopefully will, will just stick in your minds as we hope every single year. And tomorrow when you celebrate Christmas, with all the joy, with all the family, with all the excitement, I'll bet every single one of you is hoping to get something particular, aren't you? And you're hoping that somebody has learned about it, and somebody can afford it, and is going to have it for you. And so tomorrow can be filled with all kinds of feelings and emotions, but here's something I want you to take from tonight, and carry right into the day tomorrow. It's this, Christmas, and we've heard this word a lot tonight already, we've sung about it, it's been in the stories we've heard, Christmas is worship. Christmas is worship. Why do we set aside one day every single year to remember the birth of Jesus Christ? What is so special about that? What should that bring as a response to us? And I'm saying today, maybe along with a few other things, but it should certainly bring this. It should bring a sense of worship. Worship that lets us know we are being made aware of something big, so great, so powerful, so good, that really we could just bow down before that and just feel how important it is. You see, the shepherds knew that. We've heard the story twice told to us tonight, how the shepherds were simply told that a baby was going to be born, a baby that would make all the difference. And if an angel announced it, you know this baby's going to make quite a difference in this world. God himself is announcing it. And so they ran, and they came to that mean little stable, that, that bare little place, and they found a baby in a manger, and that didn't even deter them. Because they'd been told by a glorious band of angels what was going on. Anyone else could pass by that stable and think, oh, that poor family just has to put their baby in that little manger and I hope he makes it through the night. I hope he's all right. But these shepherds, they just came in and fell on their knees because they knew what was going on. They had been told by the angels of God they came and worshipped. For them, Christmas was all about worshipping the one who had been born. The wise men, Jody explained to us they came a little bit later, but when they finally got there, the family was living in a small home, and they came, and the star led them, and they bowed down and worshipped. Nobody else has ever been born and have a star. Cross the heavens to the place where you are and to lead people to you these wisest of all men, these people who studied the stars, these people who were well-to-do, kings perhaps, they came and they bowed down, they worshiped. It's all about seeing in that, that little boy, two years old now, something of the face of God, something of the plan of God, something of the purposes of God. God is in this place And it became a holy place and they bowed down. They worshipped him. You and I, we should know that after all the times we've gone through the story. But sometimes we know things so well we forget what we know. And we forget what we should know about what we know. That we should be bowing down to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. But we can forget So we have a candlelight service every single year, right before Christmas, the night before Christmas, so that we give ourselves the best chance we might possibly have to head into Christmas Day remembering what we should be remembering, even as we enjoy all the things that, of course, we're going to enjoy. We need to remember to worship, to bow down, And to say, this is a, we're dealing with some holy stuff here. Heaven is involved in this story we tell. Heaven is involved in this day we set apart. We need to worship the God who is above us all. And so I'd suggest to you this morning, or tomorrow morning, allow this service to remind you of what today is getting you ready for, tomorrow and maybe maybe in addition to reminding you there might be one or two of you in this room that what we do tonight might be used to restore you you know last christmas was just 365 days ago we couldn't meet like this we had to meet in other ways and we were all kind of huddled again in our places and And during this year, a lot of things have happened. Good things, not so good things, distressing things, delightful things. And over this year, perhaps, your mind, your heart has gotten kind of focused on some other stuff. I wouldn't really say you're worshiping it, but it might be taking up most of your time, most of your thought, most of your planning, most of your energy, and tonight might be a time when you can be restored in heart and mind to the very purposes of God in your life and in this world. You see, we we need to worship. We need to worship our Heavenly Father. He's the one, as Jody's story said, had the plan before anything else came into being. The plan to bring blessing the men and women that he would create and the men and women that he knew would one day require a savior and he made the plan to send his own son and his own son in the glories of heaven said father I will do that for I love them too they're human beings there's nobody else like them in all the universe A lot of living beings in the universe, but nothing like a human being except those folks on that little place called Earth. And I love them. Father, you made them in your own image. You you made them intelligent. You made them able to understand spiritual truths. And Father, if they ever get so led astray by even the enemy of their souls, I want to help bring them back. I will give myself to bring them back so we worship our Heavenly Father because he had the plan and the love began with him but we worship Jesus the Son because he came not just to be a baby and learn what it's like to grow up in this world but he came to be a savior and in the midst of all of this world with all of his temptations, with all of his struggles, with all of his problems, to actually live for 33 years and never do anything wrong. Live a completely perfect life like none of us can even get close to. He lived like God because he was God in human flesh. And he showed us it could be done by one who is perfect But then he said, I know you're not. Imagine him just talking to you right now and saying, you know, I know you're not. Do you know you're not perfect? Jesus could say, I I know you're not perfect. In fact, I was there last week, remember? (laughs) And the week before that and the day before that. But I love you. And I would desire you to live for all eternity after this earthly life is over. I would desire you to live for all eternity in heaven with my Father and myself and with all the heavenly hosts. And so I willingly one day just laid down my life, gave myself on the cross, and I took all of your punishment on me because I love you. And then I rose from the dead. I'm in heaven today. And we can worship him today as Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Savior. And then we can also worship God the Holy Spirit. God the Father planned it all. The Son came to provide it all. And then the Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit into this world to to show it all to you and me, to help us understand, to open up our minds and our hearts, even on a night like this, To reflect back a little bit and say, what have I been doing? What's most important to me? And to say, you know, the Spirit is saying there's nothing more important than bowing down and giving your life to the Almighty God, Father, Son, and Spirit. They've all been involved in making this moment. And so tonight, you see, to really worship God is to just give our lives to him. It's not just to say we admire him, we appreciate him, we acknowledge him, but to truly worship means to give your whole life to him and say, Father, it's been your plan all along and I can think of nothing better than to have your will and plan being worked out in my life and so I give myself to you right now. So I invite you To renew that, if you've done that already, you know you love the Lord, you worship the Father, the Son, you're walking with the Holy Spirit every day. Maybe some of you, not at all. Not at all. Well, how about a Christmas Eve where you join the shepherds, you join all the others and you come and you just bow down before him and say, I worship you, Lord Jesus Christ. And I give myself to you. In a moment, we're going to do something that symbolizes worship. We're going to take light from this center candle that for us today symbolizes that pure, perfect life that Jesus himself lived. And my wife and I are going to take our candles and light them from that center candle. And then we're going to go down the the rows of the church and, and pass it on to you. Now, there's only one way you can get it. You see, we're going to hold our candles straight up in the air. Jesus, who never was deterred by anything, he was upright, he was true, he was divine, he was sinless. We're going to hold our candles just as upright as his, his life was. And the only way you can get that light is if you bow yours down to receive it. And then you hold it for the next person, And let them bow down their candle to receive it. And through the whole room, we go through the action of worshiping, of bowing down. And don't just be getting light for your candle from another candle in your mind saying, I am symbolizing by this what I myself am doing. I am bowing my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. It could change you forever. It can renew you. It can send you into tomorrow with a fresh appreciation of everything that Jesus has done for you, that the Father has planned for you, and that the Holy Spirit, if you receive Christ as Savior, he comes to just be God with you every moment of the day, walking you through this life in a successful way. Let's bow in prayer, and then we're going to have our candlelight service. Heavenly Father, there is nothing more important than coming to know God and to bowing our head and our hearts and perhaps even our knees before you and saying, Oh God, we worship you. You are the Almighty God. You created man. Father, we've rebelled against you. We've sinned even perhaps in the last day, maybe even this day. We know we've done things that have not been right. We know that Jesus, though, came and never did anything wrong, lived a perfect life, and then he died on the cross and laid down his perfect life to pay for our imperfect ones. Father, I want to tell you that I I bow my knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. I receive afresh anew. Restore me to that moment of saying, Lord Jesus Christ, forgive me of my sins, I give my life to you. Father, may we all sense that as we pass the light of this candle, this representation of Jesus himself, may we receive him as we receive it. And may you be pleased and blessed as we do so. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I see little dots of light all over the room. All together we can make a light. Now just realize this light can represent you and your life. And you can bring God's truth everywhere you go, just like this light can bring a little bit of light wherever. So you resolve to. You've resolved to tell the story of Jesus everywhere you can dance. And a tell the story of sing that This message has inspired you to live the sun life together with us. If you are near Apple Valley, California this weekend, we invite you to join us in person Sunday morning or through our live broadcast. All the details are on our website at sunlifecommunitychurch.com.